Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. I'm Siobhan Booth and I am your host. This podcast is for anyone with an interest in mental health, overcoming anxiety and building confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I hope you're all well. Uh, It looks like the UK is slowly coming out of lockdown, so hopefully things will be starting to get back to normal at some point in the near future. Now, this week I'm talking about how the way that we think can affect our confidence. Um, And this is a really, really important thing because coming from a cognitive behavioural background, the way that we think has such a huge impact on almost everything else that we do. So the way we think affects our feelings and our feelings in turn affect our actions. So it's really, really important when we're talking about anxiety or when we're talking about low confidence that we have a really good think about what thoughts have led to that anxious state or that lack of confidence state. So this week I'm going to be talking about some examples that I've come across both in the therapy room and also just generally in conversation. about the the really common things that people think that contributes towards low self-confidence. Now, it's always such a shame when I hear things like this because with a bit of work, it is possible to overcome a lot of these thoughts. So if you start identifying with the thoughts, try not to panic because there is loads that can be done to make sure that these thoughts don't continue to have an impact on how you feel. So the first thing that it's easy to notice about people who struggle with low confidence is that they are overly critical of themselves. Now, we have all come across these people and there are probably times when we've been these people where even if you think something that they've done is really, really good, they'll find negatives or criticisms of their own performance. And you might notice this in yourself. So even when something has gone really, really well, you're aware of the little details and you dwell upon the little details that maybe you didn't quite perform well enough or didn't go to plan or whatever. Now, the thoughts that come behind this over-critical thinking can often be something that we call maximising or minimising. Now, what happens when somebody engages in these kind of thoughts is that they often minimise their own positives or skills and maximise other people's. Now, this ends up giving them a very skewed view of the world, really, because it means that whenever they compare themselves to somebody else, they always come off worse. So they end up in this feeling like everybody else is better than them or everybody else is more capable than them or more confident than them. And it becomes an opportunity, really, to actively put themselves down. Now, if you've heard me talk about cognitive distortions before, Maximising and minimising is actually a cognitive distortion. So the way in which thinking this way affects how we feel about ourselves is kind of quite obvious, really. If we're constantly telling ourselves that we're not good enough, we're not as good as other people, even if things go well, if we're looking back over our performance and picking out things that went wrong, then that's going to have a really detrimental impact on our confidence. And what we tend to find is that confidence and anxiety have kind of an inverse relationship. So the more confident somebody is, the less anxiety they tend to feel. Something else we tend to notice about people who are really struggling with low confidence is that they often exhibit quite self-destructive behaviours. 
Now, there's a lot of different reasons why people engage in self-destructive behaviours, but low confidence is definitely one of them. So examples of these kind of behaviours can be really wide ranging. There are loads of ways that people try and self kind of sabotage, self-destruct. So it could be overeating, it could be undereating, it could be um, drinking too much alcohol on a regular basis, it could be drug taking, it could be just excessive risk taking. If you know people who don't seem to think things through and just like chuck themselves into situations that are potentially quite dangerous. But lacking in self-confidence is a really big reason why people do this. And there's a few reasons why, but generally speaking, if you're struggling with confidence, then people who struggle with this tend to feel like they don't deserve to be healthy or happy or successful. And so we'll actively take steps to make sure that they sabotage any chance of achieving those things. Now, you might have noticed if you follow um, any mental health um any mental health um, accounts, couldn't think of the word there, accounts on social media, a lot of them talk about self-care. And for somebody who struggles with low self-confidence and engages in self-sabotaging behaviours, self-care can be a really, really helpful way of combating that and building up um, kind of better habits, really, and a bit more of an awareness of looking after themselves. And self-care can come in the form of taking a break from drinking for a few days, um, eating healthy foods, putting really nice nutrients into the body. It can take in the form of just looking after yourself in, in quite a basic way to a lot of people. But for somebody struggling with anxiety or low self-confidence, even really minor things can be really, really important. Another thing that people who struggle with low confidence do is they constantly undervalue their capabilities. Now, I hear this, I hear this loads, unfortunately. Uh, people often say things like, oh, there's no way I could do that. And what we tend to find is that if people gave things a go, um, they would probably surprise themselves. And the thing is as well that this falls into a bit of a fear of failure because often by giving things a go, even if we mess them up completely, we can actually learn a lot from that. So it can be really, really useful. But what can happen with somebody who is struggling with self-confidence and anxiety is that they just don't give things a go, even when it looks really likely that it will be a really good thing for them. And they tend to think along the lines of there's no point me trying because it will go wrong anyway. And this can be really difficult because if you're not prepared to give things a go, then there's, there's less chance for growth and learning and experiences. So it can fall into this vicious cycle of making somebody even less likely to do things in the future. Now sometimes what can happen is that these people are forced to give something a go anyway. So it could be that they've been told by work that they have to do a presentation or something like that. And sometimes they actually surprise themselves by succeeding. There are um, quite a number of people who have the headspace really that if you plan for the worst thing to happen then you're pleasantly surprised when it doesn't and I mean this this is a bit of a challenge really to overcome because it's quite a negative way of thinking um, but sometimes people do surprise themselves and that's really really good the problem that we have with low confidence is that people then don't necessarily attribute that success to themselves they might see it as luck beginner's luck 
quite often is uh, what's said to me. And then they don't want to try the thing again because they don't want to break the spell or they don't want to find out that actually it was luck. So another thing that people with low confidence and anxiety do is they spend a lot of their time and brain power worrying about past failures. And I mean, this can apply to almost any situation. As, as a bit of a story, I used to work for a company for a while um, who partnered with the Great Run series. So they, the Great Run series are things like the Great South Run, the Great North Run. Sometimes you see them on the telly. And the company I worked for had um, basically entered into a, a financial partnership with them as part of their advertising strategy, I guess. So as part of um, showing support for this thing, as employees, we were encouraged to go get involved and do some of these runs. And I actually did the Great Manchester Run um, and the Great South Run uh, with them. So they're trying to encourage the staff to get involved. And there were so many people who had that attitude of, there's no point in me getting involved. Last time I ran, I only managed a few hundred metres before I had to stop. And it's heartbreaking to see people think that because that happened, they're not good enough and that they have to focus on that past failure. Because the reality is, even though I'm training for the London Marathon, which may or may not happen in October this year, like that's how I started. I started by only being able to manage a few hundred metres and then walking and then running a bit, and then walking. So it's really difficult to hear people who focus on the past failure decide then not to carry on trying, because it's amazing how much we can adapt and learn and overcome things if we just keep trying. And worrying about past failures or using them as excuses can often damage our confidence a lot, because if any of us looked back over our life and only focused on the negative things or the things that we'd done wrong, that, I mean, everyone's going to have loads of them, then we'd start to think that we're really rubbish people. But if we start to focus on just the positives, then we'd probably become really arrogant people. So we need to understand that sometimes in the past we were a bit rubbish, and sometimes we were quite good, and have a bit more of a balanced idea about maybe what we're good at and maybe what we need to improve at. So another thing that people who struggle with confidence and low self-esteem and anxiety issues have an issue with is becoming really, really preoccupied with negative outcomes. So again, I mentioned cognitive distortions at the start. Um, these are negative thoughts that set off a chain reaction that usually lead to anxiety, loss of confidence, things like that. So generally speaking, people who are too preoccupied with negative outcomes, we usually ask the question, what if? What if this goes wrong? What if the worst case scenario happens? What if I find this out? What if um, somebody said something and it makes me upset? What if it really hurts? What if I can't recover from it? I mean, there's loads and nobody's immune from this. I have these issues when I'm doing long runs and I'm struggling and I'm really pushing myself then I sometimes fall into this trap as well and think, what if I can't do this? What if I can't get home is often my biggest fear. So that's what people who are struggling with negativity, low self-esteem, low confidence and anxiety will often fall back onto. And in this case, what can often happen is that people actually create more problems 
than were there in the first place. By actively considering what the worst can happen is, you're kind of allowing your brain to really think about it. And it tends to create loads of problems rather than creating solutions to a situation. This can be really, really difficult. Um, they, these kind of people can be really difficult to work with, especially if you're trying to collaborate with them, because everything you say, every solution you put forward, they'll find a negative for it. And it can be really detrimental to our mental health if this battle is going on in our head, um, because it can be really, really difficult to overcome it and do something about it. Now, why is all this bad? That's a, a very simple question, but a very useful question as well. Why is it bad to be preoccupied with negative outcomes, worry about past failures, undervalue our capabilities, engage in self-destructive behaviours and be overly critical of ourselves? Well, it seems obvious, but it becomes very limiting and engaging in these kind of thoughts leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. By constantly thinking the worst about yourself and about what's going to happen, that you're more likely to display the worst of yourself and experience the worst thing that can happen. It's very difficult for other people as well. Um, people with low self-confidence can be very difficult to be around because they often don't like to do things, meet new people. And often clients come to me when they get to a point where they, they have very few friends and kind of lack the confidence required to connect with maybe existing friends or go out and find new ones by doing new activities. So it can lead down a really difficult road. And what I would suggest is that if you identify with a lot of these, you have a think about what you can do about it because there are various options. I mean, obviously as a cognitive behavioral hypnotherapist myself, that's the route that I would go down and that's the route that I have gone down in the past in order to help myself. And those are the techniques that I still use but have a think about other types of mental health support too. If you if you feel like you want to explore a lot of this and explore how your past might feed into this, then you can go see a counsellor. So there's loads of different options for having a look into this sort of thing and thinking about why it is that you've ended up this way. But the main thing is, try not to be too scared of yourself. We're all people and we all make mistakes and we all have fears. Pretty much everybody on this planet is scared of something or usually scared of several different things happening. You can see it quite a lot in the news, really. Um, a lot of things, a lot of things happen because people are scared. They're scared of losing their jobs. They're scared of being treated unfairly. They're scared of uh, losing their rights. They're scared of not being able to do the things that they feel like they should be able to do. There's a lot of fear around and we're all like that. So have a bit of compassion with yourself, particularly if you are scared of succeeding, because often success in itself can be quite a negative thing because people around us react quite negatively to us when we are successful. And other people's jealousy can be a really, really destructive influence on ourselves. So if you're engaging in a lot of these behaviours, try and think about how you can change them. Think about how you can change the narrative in your head. It doesn't have to be an arrogant narrative, but it can be a lot kinder. So when you notice you're being overly critical of yourself, try and think about good things that you've done in the past as well. When you're engaging in self-destructive behaviours, try and balance out the things that are bad for you with the things that are good for you. 
that's always a really good place to start. Whenever I have people that come to me because they want to deal with things like alcohol issues, not necessarily stopping straight away is the best answer. Sometimes we have to balance out the processes a bit and find other things that you enjoy, other things that help you relax and other things that can replace that habit instead. If you notice that you undervalue your capabilities a lot, then have a think about what it might be like if you could do something. And if it all goes wrong, remind yourself that everybody makes mistakes, everybody fails sometimes, and failure is just another opportunity to learn. And that's another way to think about past failures as well. Try not to dwell on the fact that you failed something, but try and think about what you can do to improve, how much you learned from that. So that's just a quick overview about some of the different things to watch out for for people who are struggling with confidence um, and we know that low confidence very much leads to increased anxiety and anxiety responses. Now if you would like to find out more about what thoughts might be causing you to have low confidence um, and more anxiety then just head to my website on my home page there is an opportunity to download a free exercise. It's a free negative thoughts exercise and it comes with a video that will tell you how to go about doing it. And it will give you a really, really good idea about what negative thoughts you're having will contribute towards low confidence, anxiety, low self-esteem and all these kind of things. So I strongly recommend you go do that. It's completely free. Um, it's purely so that you can understand it a bit better. So go to that, have a look, download the worksheet and see if you can work out what negative thoughts are causing you to have low confidence and making your anxiety worse. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Anxiety to Confidence podcast. You can find more information and my extensive blog at www.anxietytoconfidence.com. That's the number two, anxietytoconfidence.com.